we need each other. That's facts. I need, I need a, my sisters. I need my brothers out here. A coward dies a thousand deaths, and for all the bootlickers, may you die a thousand and one. The place for the realest conversations. Tori, you want all the action? Or you want all the smoke? Oh, this thing. I'm with all that smoke too, man. I didn't see Ron Johnson. He trash. Chisholm is trash. How the hell are you here to help us and your kids are dying in the street? I understand that this is Milwaukee and everyone believes that if someone says something, it's mentioned. It's not. I don't care if it's the past. If you see the past ain't acting right, you check that fool. Where's the results? Talking topics that need to be highlighted and discussed in our communities. Would you trade places with a black person? Yeah, sure. No, I would not. <laughs> Have you ever said the N word? Come on, be the truth. We on the truth. <laughs> Unfiltered and unfazed. This is the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. The reason I believe the racism is getting worse is because whites know that they will be outnumbered in about 20, 21 years. They're going to be outnumbered. Hey, Tori, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm actually from India. We brown people can totally relate with you. Sometimes it's like, did that just happen to me? We have to not let the government mind us either. That cop ain't never been brought to the public because he ain't normal, and he may not even exist no more. Say no more. Release the video. You know, you keep on doing what you're doing, man. You're going to take over this talk radio, man. Just keep on focusing on what you're focusing on. I wish you a lot of love. God bless you, brother. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Tori Lowe. Wendy boy, go crazy. Justice Wisconsin, the truth. The most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM. The movement continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee, stand yeah. up, yeah. stand up. It's Tory Low, the truth from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Let's go. We want that justice, we want all the smoke. Yeah. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. Tory Low from Tory one to four, Monday through Friday, let's go. We about that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready, we ready. 1017, the truth. Tory Low. Tory Lowe Show live from American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue. And I'm here for the action. And nothing but that action. And I want all the smoke. Who want the smoke today? Salute to my brothers and sisters on the front lines. The marathon continues. The movement continues. How you doing, Benjamin? Amazing. And how y'all doing out there in Radio Land? Truth Nation. Hey, thank you for joining me this Hometown Music Thursday. Thursday, March 2nd, 2023. And uh, we got a lot to talk about, but today... Uh, was National Read Across America Day. And I had the honor and the privilege to be out with the Penfield Children's Center. And uh, we I was able to read to the children today. Uh, salute to the people from Penfield who, have, who are doing amazing work. And, uh, you know, it was interesting. You know, every time I read to the children, I get nervous, you know, because it's kids, you know. And, you know, today I read to two different classes. Uh, also salute to uh, David Bowen, who was out there reading uh, as well. 
and uh, we shared a classroom. I didn't know. I didn't even know David Bowen was going to be there. But salute to him. Um, you know, I love it when people, adults, especially black males, uh, when we when it comes to education, that we have a direct involvement in in, in all parents, uh, male or female. But I like it when the brothers get out there. And they go to the schools and they read to the children. Today was National Reading Day. Salute to Penfield uh, Children's Center. Also, I went over to Penfield uh, Montessori Academy and I read to children there. It was amazing. If you want to check out the photos, go to 1017 The Truth on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. You'll see the pictures. I think there's a video uh, that may come out. They, I saw a camera. They were shooting it. So, Salute to everybody that was involved today. Also, Melanie Ricks, uh, she had uh, read The Cat in the Hat. So I thought that was powerful. I mean, the one thing I always say, you know, we got to be active. We got to be involved and we got to make sure that we do our part and everybody can do so in their own unique way. So, like I said, we got to continue to do the work. And it's and to me, it was an honor and a privilege to be involved in that uh, with the Penfield staff. Bless Blessed staff over there. Uh, amazing work being done over at Penfield. Um, I can't wait to go back. I cannot wait to go back. Uh, and and they, and and we'll have some of the staff and people from Penfield uh, Children's Center and Penfield Monastery Academy. We'll have some of those uh, people on the show to talk about future things that need to take place and how we can get involved. But, you know, that's a special moment for me every time it happens. I think that this is my fourth time uh, reading to children on this day, on this National Read Across America Day. So I enjoy it. But moving on, I want to I want to I want to swing over to Chicago. What's going on? I mean, because I personally, you know, I, I wasn't there. I wasn't there oh, okay. with That's the right. books with you, you know. And I you mean, didn't give me a call, though. <laughs> I did give you a call. I did give you a call. But me personally, I want to know what books you actually read. Like, did, did you what, what, what book did well, you choose to well, read to well, the kids? Well, one book was uh, it was it was called um, My Hair, My Beautiful Hair. Uh huh. It was a it was a black children's book about a girl and her father. Yeah. Um, the father was trying to do her hair, mm-hmm. and you know. Mm-hmm. Through trial and error, you know, they eventually came to a conclusion yeah. uh, to have the right hairstyle. But it was an amazing children's book about black hair. Yeah. Children's hair. What Was uh, the father like a single father? Like, what did he no, have to do it, it was, it was, it was a The father was doing the hair. I think the mother was out at work. Interesting. And then she came home and then uh, the mother kind of was excited because. It's the, the daddy the, doing the, the Yeah, hair. it's the, kind of like a daddy-daughter book. Oh, <laughs> powerful! Yeah, I mean, and yeah. they gave me the book. You uh-huh. know, I, when I got there, um, they gave me books to read to the children. You know, okay, I, because previously I didn't know exactly what age group. So, right, you know, I, I usually choose books, but then when it, when I don't know the age group, I'll just wait and let the teacher of the class give me the book. What uh, what kind of like a uh, response did you get from the kids? Because oh, like it, it was powerful. That's why I say you got to go on social media. Yeah, because uh. They recorded it. The response was just beautiful. I mean, the one thing about children, they you can't fool children. Mm-hmm. They can feel you. They can they can hear you. They can they can understand if you are connected with them. And it was powerful because you know the kids were just in tuned. Uh, one of the things I say about the the class that I was in at the 
Penfield Monastery Academy mm-hmm. that all of those children were just definitely alert. Yeah. Um, and it was a great time. I had a great experience. Definitely something I would I would love to do again. What What does it mean to be at a Montessori school? I mean, it, it's it's a, a definitely a charter type concept, mm-hmm. and uh, they spe- they they specifically deal with children with certain needs. Okay, and it's just one of those things where uh, parents who have children who may have certain needs, they'll they'll send them to Penfield, and then. They'll manage those needs and they do it very well. So, so is it like these kids have certain abilities and then they, the, like the Montessori school kind of tries to focus? In well, well, they or? have different areas of focus, but mm-hmm. those are one of the areas. Those were the children I was dealing with today. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, they do a lot with the families too as well. So I just, I just want to, uh, just thank the staff for actually being a great staff. Right. Also, they'll be coming on the Tory Lowe show to talk to you more about what goes and it goes on at Penfield as well. So mm. they will be on the Tory Lowe show and other things that may be coming up. They they you know that we can get involved in at Penfield. Right, right. And, you know, another thing, Tori, because, I mean, you know, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, I think everybody, uh, especially when you – you know, went to elementary or whatever, or you go through school, you have these different types of speakers that come new school, uh, come to school, and you hear them speak, and you kind of take in what they, what they say right. or whatever. But how does that feel for you when, you know, the tables is turned? Dude, that's what I was talking about. I was like, you yeah. know, when I was a kid, I used to always get excited when somebody came into the classroom and speak. Uh-huh. And, and that's why I get that, that the <laughs> butterflies. You know, I get the yeah. butterflies every time because no two situations are the same. You know, different set of kids – Different set of energy. So I think when I do it, I just I just remember when when I was a kid and yeah. somebody came in and read to me and I enjoyed it. Were you nervous? <laughs> I, I, well, well, like I said, I, I'm always I'm always gonna have butterflies every time I get in front of people. Yeah. But when it comes to kids, it's just another ball game. They, you know, you have to work on keeping their attention, keeping them focused, mm. making sure that you tapped in with that you know level of. Uh, Age group, yeah, and 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 it's a beautiful thing to see when it all comes together. That's why I say it uh, it was recorded. So I think that we'll have some footage out on uh, one on one seven the truth on Instagram, one on one seven the truth on Facebook and Twitter. And I'm I'm looking forward to seeing the footage because sometimes when you're doing it, you don't get to see it. You're just playing it out. But uh, salute to the truth staff, you know, for being there. Uh, Making sure that you know everything went smooth. I I actually went to the wrong uh, building because they have two buildings: the Children's Center and the uh, Monastery Academy. So I went to the academy first, yeah, and then they drove me over. And once again, the staff is just amazing. They made sure I got over to the right space, and I just can only say that um, it was an extremely wonderful time. So, hey, look. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll tell you this again too, Benjamin. I was nervous because I didn't know what books I was gonna read. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I didn't know. You know, I wasn't familiar with the books, but uh, they had great book selection. It was. It was one book. Uh, I think uh, it was a book about a young man that didn't believe in spring. Didn't believe it. He didn't believe in spring. It was didn't uh, believe in the seasons. Yeah, and 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 then at the end, when I read the book, I was reading the book and. As I was reading the book, I was interested because I had never read the book. And at the end, he believes in spring because 
he his mother told him spring was around the corner, so he went looking for spring. <laughs> Around the corner, and then he, as he was walking through the community, you know, certain signs of spring, like right, uh, the, the the leaves and flowers blooming, the the the, the bird nests, you mm-hmm. know, uh, birds I, chirping, yeah, uh, the smell of the different foods in the springtime. I I even realized that you know different seasons have different smells. Mm. Now that's that's very right. true. Fall definitely smells way vastly right. different from spring. And then you know, in the summertime, you you smell the grill. You know, it, and then in the springtime, you get to smell like the 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 trees blooming. You get to it's a different. You can smell like people are starting to come outside. You can smell the different foods that people start to cook. You can smell the essence of spring through the flowers. Right. Uh, one child was like, you know, flowers start blooming. You start smelling the flowers. So every season has its own smell. Wow. No, hey, they definitely do. And I mean, at the end of the day, spring smells very refreshing. You right. Know? And it's it's symbolic to, you know, how we're supposed to kind of live our lives. Right. Like, you know, spring comes in and it's the beginning. You know, it's the beginning. Mm. And then, you know, summer comes through and everything's lit. You know, summer's out. Right. Everybody's doing their thing. Fall comes around and it reminds you that, you know, sometimes it's uh, time to sit down. Well, what's the fall smell? I think it's leaves. <laughs> uh, uh, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice. <laughs> Right, <laughs> the, yeah, you smell you get the the, the pumpkin spice smell. Then, uh, you know, then wintertime comes and and then it's 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 a frosty smell. Right, right, right. So hey, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. I think I think that when you uh, hang out with the kids yeah. and you have that type of experience, I mean, I learned something today. I recognize, yeah, it is. Different smells associated to the seasons. Right. And I think it's also the things that we do around those times. Right. right? Like that actually reminds you of uh, of uh, of those types of seasons. Fall season smell like Thanksgiving. Right. <laughs> can you can I, smell that cooking. Can I get to the yams? Can I get to the yams? Well, look, when we come back, we got a guess for Hometown Music Thursdays. Truth Nation, stay locked in right here on Tory Low. It's the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Shout out to Melly Mel! Going crazy for the 414! I don't blame nobody, man, I blame myself. I done did them dirty, I done been through hell. We got Mocha in the building! Where this world don't understand me, I don't need to pay. That's what I give a star be a humble. Gotta have a bitch. Hey, 101 7 The Truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show. Hometown Music Thursdays, and we have a guest. MKE Mocha is in the building. Hey. How you doing, Queen? I'm good. How you doing? Hey, look, it's a blessing to have you in here. I I, I hear that you do a lot for rappers, up and coming rappers. It was it was something I saw on Fox Six that they gave you a short interview. Benjamin, get that, get that interview up. Let me know when you get that interview up. But the one thing that I like when I see that uh this generation is starting to work more together to create the environment that we see in other places. How important is that for you? Um, 
Oh, that's really important to me. That's one of the reasons why I did move back from Atlanta to Milwaukee, because, you know, what I said in that video that you're looking for, Atlanta and other areas like L.A. and Texas, they are pretty much set in the music industry. You can literally walk in a gas station and meet an A&R executive and get signed right then and there in places like Atlanta. And in Milwaukee, we don't have those same opportunities. So coming back home and like creating a structure community for creatives, not just musicians, to be able to shine light on their uh, on their music or brands. That was like one of my biggest goals, and that's the reason why I'm still here too. So you know, it could get really, really hard um, sometimes, especially in the music industry. You can not be motivated or feel a little discouraged because you feel like you're putting your all into something and you're not seeing the results that you're looking for. So that's one of my main goals why I moved back from Atlanta. And I done I done a lot of traveling. I was in a rock band, you know. I went I went the rock route, you know what I mean. But when I come home from uh, dealing with music and and being out and about, I was able to travel a little bit. And then I would get home and I wouldn't see the same energies, you know, circulating to where these young artists could have a platform to actually create and and show their creativity on a large scale. And I think that now that TikTok is here, a lot of people are starting to create. Uh, I think that now that we have social media, they hey, we can put ourselves out here. Mm-hmm. We don't need the DJs no more. I remember when we was coming up, you had to have the DJ play your stuff to be popular. Now, hey, if you ain't going to play my music, I'm going I'm to go viral on TikTok. Yep, that, that is true. Do a little step or something. Uh, 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 come out flashy, flashing on, uh, and, and, and have it spread around the country through YouTube. Uh, or TikTok or some type of social media platform. Mm-hmm. So I think now it is a lot easier. Like you got social media sites, like you said, YouTube mm-hmm. platforms. But what I can say is those old school ways, like DJ placements right. and radio interviews and stuff like that, that still works. And it still works. But but what I'm saying is sometimes it wasn't those gates that was up. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they didn't work or not. I'm saying that. Sometimes if you're not in the crew or in familiar with certain people, they just not going to play. Right, right. Okay, that's yep. that's what I was saying. Yep, that makes sense. But uh, I want to play this uh, Fox 6 News interview that you had, and I loved it. Ben uh, showed it to me, and I was like, okay, that energy you have is just amazing. Thank you. Let's listen. You're doing so much work to make sure that the musicians get get seen, get heard as well. What does it mean to you to participate in such a, a large way virtually this year and hopefully in years to come, you know, in, in an even bigger fashion? I am super grateful. One of the reasons why I moved back from Atlanta to Milwaukee is to help the community. You know, Atlanta, they already kind of set in the hip-hop community there. So coming back home and creating opportunities for musicians that don't have them, it's really great because I feel like we have to do a lot to get seen here in Milwaukee, you know, People putting a lot of time into their brand. So me coming back home and being that marketer that loves music, I'm helping them get their platforms out there. Well, good for you, and thanks for all the work you're doing as well. And what about you? You know, hey, I like yeah. that. You now, now you didn't. You got uh, artists here with you right now. Yeah, yep. So KG's Japan. Actually, this is KG's Japan. <laughs> yeah, KG's Japan. That's um, what's up. This is my blood brother. But okay. he also got his own brand, and he also got his own team, and he doing his own thing. We just coming together and building our brands together. So KG Japan, thank you for coming into the studio. Yeah, and Japan stands for just a player or just a paid ass name. Oh my bad. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You, 
Yeah, this is mainstream radio, brother. I mean, so, my bad, so you gotta, my bad. you know, this ain't, you know, you gotta make sure you kind of stay PG, all right? My bad. Just a little bit, just a little bit. But um, what are you seeing out here as far as the music, though? Um, it's a lot of like, <clears throat> it's a lot of different independent routes here that you can go. Mm-hmm. Um, but like what she was saying, what she's kind of building is like um, a more of a like stable opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like not more of a like a every once in a while or every blue moon opportunity. Right. It's more of a like an ongoing like a consistency. Yeah, like a consistent. Um, like she's helping a lot of people like build their brands. Like it's a it's a lot of artists that I have seen since I've been back for the last three or four years that um that even have like just piggybacked off of like the opportunities that she has made and um has further their own opportunities. Like okay, they're, that's they're what's touring up. now. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been looked at by major or not um, even local labels. You know, like they have really, really like jumped in their bags since she's like been back in around helping. That's wow. what's up, swirling it around. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. I like that. You know, that energy, that fire you got for to create uh, something for the the local music scene so they can uh, have a national voice. Mm-hmm. And you going down to South by Southwest? Yeah. Okay. And that's the reason why I brought him too because he's going down and he went with me last year. So I wanted to bring an artist that, and he also lived in Atlanta with me too. So he that's had the up. opportunity to experience what the industry was like there and here. And I just wanted him to tell the people that's listening why it's important to go to South by Southwest as an okay. upcoming artist. Be- be- let everybody know what it is. What what okay. is South by Southwest? So South by Southwest is one of the well, it probably is the biggest um, world festival music festival in Austin, Texas. They do have a tech side, but um, it's for two weeks long. And towards the end of the festival, they dedicated to up and coming artists and also celebrity artists. And I'm telling y'all, like, everybody from all the world come. It'd it be people taking one-way trips there and don't even know how they're going to get home because right. they think they're going to get signed. Because it's they think, that important. Yeah, so it's really, really big. Um, labels be there. They have their A&R teams there. It's a lot of shows going on. And it's just a way to go. I literally think this trip is a way to be inspired. Like, go down there, see what other, these other people doing in these bigger markets, come back home, and bounce some ideas around. So I think that's what South by Southwest is. So, so Mocha, when it does come down to South by Southwest, I, I know you said it's very important. I mean, you you end up networking with a, a variety of people in the industry and, I mean, even independent artists. What what have you all gained from just going down to South by Southwest year after year? Like, experience and then just bringing it back here to, you know, Milwaukee. Um, it keep you humble, right? Because mm-hmm. we, we live in Milwaukee where a person like me and um, other people that's doing the same things, we could be like a big fish in a small pond, right? Yeah. But when you go to South by Southwest, like I said, so many people from all over the world, like internationally coming to this festival. So it kind of humble you. Like you see that, you really just a small fish in a big pond when you mm-hmm. go to South by Southwest. I do think I am great at marketing, and I do think like I am one of the people in Milwaukee that could help artists come up. Right. But yeah. when I went to South by Southwest, I'm like, oh, I'm a student now. I'm seeing what all these other companies that have been around for 20-plus years is doing to build their artists and build their brands. Um, it was it was people down there with trucks, and they hold business logos flashing on the side. Like, it's a whole different marketing ball ideas, game. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, it was like a whole different ball game going down there. So it definitely keep me humbled. Mm -hmm. And like I said, it keep me inspired. And I'm really big on networking and seeing how I can bring these bigger brands to Milwaukee. How can Mm -hmm. and I know everybody want money and I know all these uh, everybody need 
they need to know the worth of coming here. Yeah. But that's what I've been working on this whole time. How can we... All those, like, for example, I threw shows last year and the venue that I uh, partnered with, the lady that I partnered with, we had some big brands there. Like, mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to get, um, what's the guy that just signed the QC name? Um, the guy that be dancing, he a little bigger. Um, well, you're not you're not talking about the uh, the 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 shark bite guy. You're not talking about the uh, muscle muscle dude. <laughs> no, what's his name? He just signed to QC. <laughs> he was performing at the show last year. I'm just trying to give an example. Mm. Uh, he he got he went viral for doing like a little dance. Um, mm, I don't know. Um, I can't think of his name right of, now. Uh, but do a lot of GD songs. But he was on one of my <laughs> stages. He was on one of my stages mm-hmm. at South by Southwest, and That's now and now he's bigger. And we even had like artists that signed to labels that easily get paid five, six, seven thousand dollars per show performing on an MKE Spanish stage for free. Mm-hmm. So. It definitely is good for networking. It's good for building your brands for sure. And it's a great way to keep you humble because we don't have celebrities around here. Right. Right. So because we don't have celebrities, the locals are considered the celebrities. That's, that's, the, that's what people look up to. So because the locals are considered celebrities, it, con- it sometimes allows them to get a, maybe a tad bit content or they stop grinding. Like it's a lot of artists that be grinding. Once you make it to the top of the local mountain, mm-hmm. you don't work to get on top of the, the national mountain. Basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, if I can take anything away from South by Southwest is always be humble, no matter what, no matter how big you think you are, because it's always somebody doing more than you. And it's also somebody out here that's getting paid more than you. Right. So, well, what ideas did you find down there that you think that Milwaukee artists are just, I mean, Midwest artists up here could actually implement to help out their own careers? Some of the things is is going back to the old school things. That's what I said that street team marketing, Mm -hmm. that's still effective. You know, posting your flyers everywhere, still reaching out. The manual label. Yeah, still telling DJs, like, I'll throw you some bread to to spin my song. If you you reach out to a DJ that make uh, that go like a Mr. New York or Nick Stokes, they be out here Monday through Friday. So if you reach out to him and be like, hey, I'll throw you this much money to make sure you spend. Or look at his promotional ideas. Yeah, like. Hire him to promote. Basically, um, still doing blog posting, still reaching out to A&Rs, you know, back in the A&Rs was in the radio. I mean, they were at the places. Now right. they, they sit behind their desk. So you still have to reach out. And one of the things I used to say big, earlier on when I first started is like, nobody's giving me these opportunities that I'm looking for in the city because I'm really trying. But what I had to learn was I had to simply just ask. The mm. moment I started asking people for stuff, I started receiving more things. And that's the mindset you got to have if you're in this industry. Like uh, a lot of people treat the music industry like a regular job. Like, you get paid in a regular job for skill sets and experience. The music industry and the entertainment industry, you get paid for value, being valuable to somebody. If I if I book you for this show and I pay you a thousand dollars, can I make my thousand dollars back? Right. That's how everybody look. But sometimes artists don't understand that because they're looking at it like I put my heart, my passion into this song. Because I did that, you should value my music now. Cause I put my all into this. But in reality, this is the business. So people don't think like, oh, yeah, he, he spent $2,000 on getting this song together and he stayed up all night, all day to get this song together. Nobody is thinking about that. They're thinking about the moment you made that song and you put it to the world. How many streams you got? How many views you got? How, how many, many followers fans you got? Yeah, yeah, that's what they care about nowadays. So, And now uh, you can build up your fan base uh, just through social media outlets. I was saying to somebody, I was like, how you going to sell a whole album and you can't get two likes on Facebook? Right. <laughs> you got to grind, fam. You got to get out here and grind, fam. And one of them is you and the other one is your baby mama. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, gotta, come on, fam. Let's, 
Let's keep it 100. <laughs> Baby mama, family, somebody. I was just saying, but let it, where the fans at? You yeah. Know I mean? So uh, when we come back, we'll stay in the studio. Uh, MKE Mocha is in the building with us. Stay locked in right here on Tory Low. It's the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, what's poppin'? It's time to tap into Melanie Ricks for the pop culture report on the Tory Low Show on the new 1017 The Truth. 1017 The Truth, Tory Low, Tory Low Show, pop culture report brought to you by MKE in the morning show host Melanie Ricks, all star in game host Melanie Ricks, Bucks Energy in the building. Brat, brat. Hey. Speaking of, how you feeling about a sweet 16? Ooh. 16 in a row. Ooh. 16 Bucks, dubs in a row. The Come Bucks, on. The Bucks is, is a extremely hot yeah. right now. Yeah. They on fire. <laughs> we on fire, to say the least. Um, And Travis Scott's world is on fire as well. Sorry to say. Sorry, you you handed me that segue. I mean, that, that's true. That's it was an alley oop, if you, you want to use a basketball term. But I love it. Uh, yeah, Travis Scott. Listen, y'all. He he's uh, in the news again, and it's not for something good. I'm gonna tell you that much. Mm-hmm. So he allegedly attacked a sound engineer recently. I saw that he beating people up. I don't know what's going on with whatever his real name is. I forget. But it's, it's like some French name or something. It, it, you know, it's giving simple, but like we forget it. Um, the sound engineer who Travis Scott allegedly attacked in a New York club says that, and I don't know why this is relevant, but in, I didn't mean to chuckle. I, I'm just <laughs> I'm chuckling at the fact that they thought it relevant to include. But uh, he he alleged that the rapper flipped him the bird and then socked him in the head, landing him in the hospital with injuries. So um, lawsuit. His, Come on. Lawsuit, lawsuit. Yeah, that's me. What? Somebody finna get paid. That's all I know. Uh, Mark Mark is about to get paid. That's the name of the sound engineer. Um, He spoke with Fox 5 News from his hospital bed after the alleged assault at Club Nebula in Manhattan early Wednesday morning. So, a.k.a. two nights ago, you know, in the middle of the night. Um, but man. he said, oh, sorry, go all, ahead. All, all I know is when you file a lawsuit, man, you really got to play it up, man. This man did it from the hospital bed. <laughs> like you, you got, you got the news channel. The news he said, my neck in. is messed up. I can't turn my head. My arm is tingling. I have pins and needles going down it. Oh yeah. He, with, with the IV in his arm. What? <laughs> like, what? Wow. So he did describe the events. Uh, he essentially said what led to the violence said, or what happened was Travis was playing the DJ music so loud that the sound was distorted. Uh-huh. When Mark, the sound engineer, tried to lower the volume, he and Travis, he, or sorry, he said Travis flew into a rage. Travis See? stuck his middle finger in his face, so he lowered the monitor a little bit so he could talk to him, and that's when he ran around the speaker and attacked him. That's what Mark says. So, this, this it's th- giving unprovoked, but obviously that's one side of the story. I, I mean, it seems like he could have been provoked, but at the end of the by day... By what? I, I, well, by turning maybe, the music down? May, maybe by the flipping of the bird. No, but, Trav flipped the bird. Well, okay, so the music, that's what I'm saying. The music what, was distorted. Were they performing? So they were at a club, and I, I think Trav was... Um, at the DJ booth. Like, Trav took over the DJ okay. booth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so after he had his meltdown, he purportedly attacked the sound engineer and caused $12,000 in damage to a speaker and a video screen before leaving the club. 
He raged. All, all I know is this does not ha- help Travis Scott's case when it what? came down to the, the concert and all those people died. All right? At all. This, right. is, this is what they want to pin up against you. I mean, and even with that being said, I mean, Mocha, Mocha, Mocha you're, you're here in the building. You're here in the building. You you do all these events. You do all these extraordinary things for Mocha artists. Harris. Mocha Harris. You know, have you ever ran into the, these types of ideas? And if so, like, what are, what are some preventative measures that you take so this doesn't happen? Um, I never ran into one of these incidents before, but I've always lived by treat the CEO and the janitor with the same respect. Mm, so I would have never did anything that like mm-hmm. that. Um, even if this, I had an issue with the sound, we like you said, we don't know the whole story. So mm-hmm. maybe this working in the music industry, maybe Travis Scott told him a bunch of times. Yeah, that's to why get I asked, was it a concert or was he just <laughs> he was at a club? Was at the club. Oh, okay, hold on, hold on. So he just pops up at a regular club. Yes. I'm Travis Scott. I'm finna go up in the DJ booth yep. and do, do my thing because I'm Travis Scott. Yep. My baby mama's it's a billionaire. Oh, my baby mama's <laughs> a billionaire. So, yep. hey, we here. I'm bringing the energy. You know? And then something happened with the sound that he had no control over. This was not a scheduled uh, event for Correct. Travis Scott. Correct. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is crazy, isn't uh, it? Or, like, what if he would have said some slick? Be to ta- Travis Scott to make him when he stuck his middle finger up to him what right. if he would have said something like that made him want to get hit like right. you know what let me come around here <laughs> and, hey and, what's going on buddy yeah <laughs> and then like because it's Travis Scott it made Fox 5 <laughs> because mm, if it was a regular person right, it would have right. been a fight and we would have took that ill and went home but mm-hmm. Now, and it's so funny that he was in his hospital bed getting interviewed. He had it all painted right. Hey, like, <laughs> that's what you got to do, though. Yeah. You know what so, I'm saying? Like, he knew what he was doing. But I never, I'll I, be a victim real quick. Yeah, <laughs> At this point, you know that Travis Scott has good insurance. Yeah. <laughs> he has to. American That man is a walking liability. Sponsor. Okay. <laughs> right. Shout out AmFam. <laughs> but real talk, though, y'all. I mean, this is troubling to me because I'm just like, Trav, it really? Another one? DJ Khaled voice, but like, why? Mm. I don't understand. You know, obviously, to Ben's point, he already has the Astro World tragedy that we're still figuring out. Like, right. I don't think all those court cases have been settled yet. Mm-hmm. Why? Why this? And I know that he and Kylie allegedly broke up again and again? whatever. I, I didn't oh. even bother talking to y'all about it because I, I don't even. They when together? they break up, I don't even. I don't exactly. Even Y'all know, like it, exactly. I like okay. I, okay, so I do have a, a degree in psychology. So sometimes I like to go in the mind of an artist. Let's okay. do it. Sometimes Let's do they it. be forgetting that they are artists. Like yes, they, they like I don't care about this money. I don't care about these these brands. I don't care about these contracts. When somebody talking stuff to me or somebody going a certain way, I'm about to get my lick off. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You know <laughs> what? Shouldn't they care or not? Nah? I mean, you we should. We, they should care, but you know what, Mocha? You actually spoke to something we spoke we we touched on yesterday. Right. And uh, hour two, me and Tori, we got to, got to talking and we're talking about artists and even I mean, even these basketball players, uh, they, they may not come. They, they may come from a from a nice background. Right. But once they actually become rich and become successful, they feel like they have to throw these tension tensions or or become, they want that love from the street. They, they, they want to yeah. be involved in that street life. Mm. Why? Why? Why that is that mocha? attitude? Talk know. to me, Mocha. <laughs> like I said, it's something it's like a mental thing. Mm. Like. I don't know much about Travis Scott, but I think something was going on that night and yeah. he just took it out on this person. So you're saying he had some things he was dealing with internally. Had to. He came in the club like, you know what, I'm for to turn up, I'm for to take over this club. It didn't go the way he thought it would. He the sound guy, the sounds probably probably when he grabbed the mic, because usually when a DJ is performing, yeah. they don't 
put a lot of quality in the mic. Well, I want to go back to what you just said for a second. So I've always had this, um, I don't know, I, I've always kind of believed that celebrities, when they reach like a mega superstardom, I believe that they're almost like stilted at the age where they got mega famous. Interesting. Trav was quite young when he got famous. And not only that, but he was introduced to a world of like the ultimate privilege with the Kardashian Jenners. I wonder right. if like Whoa. he's in this mindset of well, first like off, he's childlike, like Kanye, like Kanye. Yeah. and he's like in the Kanye state of mind. You or sometimes you have um, people who have like the street mentality in them, but mm-hmm. they never like could afford to be street. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like if I go to jail right I now, that. I can't afford to get out of jail. Right, so right, like, right. When they get rich, they like they can afford the image right. to look street. They can just go be do whatever street. they want. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a valid yeah, point. Yeah, that is valid. So, It'd be like I get the tattoos all on my face. Yeah, yeah, I could do whatever I want to. Now good I can point. Afford yeah, it, that is know? a good point, and mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense too. I mean, it all stems down to psychology and the mental health behind it all. Right. But my thing is with the Astro World tragedy, I'm shocked that he's even letting anything this dumb. Like, it just seems so stupid. Like, why? Like, he would What's be on point? his better behavior due to the fact that they can even use this as a, as an example. I mean, what? Yeah, absolutely. They, and they will. I'm sure if it, if this goes to trial, whatever this is. But I mean, yeah, it just seems silly. Or maybe. Oh gosh! <laughs> He's about I'm, to go down the rabbit hole. I'll say, don't people, let him open his third eye. A lot of people thought that when a Travis Scott Astro World concert happened, a lot of demons jumped out there, right? And maybe this is a demon <laughs> jumping out of Travis. Look, Christian, I, I don't know. Okay. I don't know. But I don't know. Think about it. Like Kanye went crazy after. I mean, he was already going going yeah. down. The Kardashian range. curse. But like, yeah, uh, like Travis Scott. Every time he get back with her or break up with her, it's always something. Um, look at, and I ain't even trying to go this far, but look at Lamar Odom. Right. Like, like, all these people that I mean, they're the common denominator. Yeah, the like common denominator, people. man. These black men, when, when they get with the Kardashians, it's a Kardashian curse that happens. The only one who who passed this was Ray J. That's it. Everybody well, else well, got it. He, he, started, he started a lot of it. He, he but started I think that he they, it, though. I think he launched them into stardom. And they open up a portal to a certain level of, um, what am I trying to say, privilege that we as black people aren't usually afforded. And so I think that they try to keep that privilege going and it don't always work unless the Kardashians are backing you. And notice that it was really when the Kardashians stopped really backing Kanye and now he and Kylie are allegedly not together. I'm just saying, I think they're trying to continue that white privilege rolling with them. Mm -hmm. And it don't always work when you're just a black man. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry, but you need the Kardashians to be attached at your hip in order to keep that. And right now, it's just not that way. So to me, it's it's kind of giving they grow accustomed to a certain standard of, I don't even know, being, not even living, but just being, existing. And then it it doesn't always stay with them. It's, if the Kardashians say, okay, you're, I'm done with you, I'm over you, you can't keep that same lifestyle because mm-hmm. you're not a white woman. I'm I sorry, thought, but I you're not. Travis you're not a rich white woman. was doing pretty good for himself. No, he is, but he's not white. Are you talking about before her, or you mean like? I'm talking general? about just as an artist. Oh, he's yeah, doing great. Yeah, yeah, oh, he's, he's doing, doing great. great. No, he's, he's great. He's but I'm saying that, that privilege, extra, that extra, that, that extra. you know, okay. that the Kardashians are afforded, and Travis just isn't. I'm sorry. Like keeping up with the Kardashian energy. I mean, yeah. come on, it's different. You know mm. that. We all know that. Mm-hmm. All right. When we come back, we'll have more pop culture report. Say locked in right here on Tory Low. It's the Tory Low Show on 1017 The Truth, The Truth App and 1017thetruth.com. Truth Nation, what's poppin'? It's time to tap into Melanie Ricks for the pop culture report on the Tory Low Show on the new 1017 The Truth. 1017 The Truth. 
Tory Lowe, Tory Lowe Show Pop Culture Report Brought to you by MKE And the morning show host Melanie Ricks Ew. What else is going on out here in these pop culture streets? Well, Drake recently um, sat down in an interview, and I would love to hear everybody's opinion about this. So he sat down and he expressed remorse for using some of his ex's names in songs because in his mind, he's ruined some of their lives. And the reason why is because, first off, Drake actually uses real people's names. Like, these are real exes of his um, and real people from his past. Wow. Scissor. Yeah, but like I'm talking like significantly lesser known people, even you know what I mean. Girls Where like, like we wouldn't know. Oh no, I'm talking like Kiki. if he were to say me in a song, but like <laughs> the world wouldn't necessarily know me, but Milwaukee Melsky, would, and Milwaukee would be me? like, oh, he talk about you, Mel. You know what I mean, like that level. So Drake was saying that he's actually had some of these women reach out to him after the fact and been like. You kind of ruined my life because my family didn't know that we did that together or didn't know that that happened to me or X, Y, Z, whatever it may be. Um, so just kind of summarizing it, he's now expressing remorse. Um, so my question to y'all is, how do y'all feel about artists using real life people, real life scenarios in their songs? And do you think that there should be some level of consent? Because I actually compare Drake to Taylor Swift. I feel like he's like the male version because he uses a lot of women in his songs. And a lot of what he talks about is from real life. So what do you think about that? Mm. Um, It'd be like more of a it's like when people say I cheated on you, but you told everybody it's like, yeah, like you just said, don't nobody really know them. Mm -hmm. So for for somebody to know, like, oh, Drake talking about you. You had to be like, you know, he talking about me, right? Or something. Very true. Like to a certain extent. Yeah. And then I couldn't really see Drake shouting you out and it being something bad to, <laughs> to your life. Like you could try to use that as a pump up. Right, right, right. Kiki came on stage doing over your face. Okay. She used it, you know. Yep. So now she's probably followed and have hundred thousands of followers because we know have a lot more opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I couldn't see Drake taking away from your life. I can only see him adding unless you want like a. A pity, like a pity party or something. What if you're a low-key mm. person? Like, what if you dated Drake before he was Drake? You dated Aubrey Graham. <laughs> Wheelchair Jimmy. I mean... I'm just saying. Like, what if that's not something that... A level of whatever that you obtain to have or to reach? That's like... Infamy. That's the word I was looking for. Who dated um, any of these people that, like, own Facebook or something like that? Like... Mm -hmm. Are they are they coming out the uh, like at the Woodworth or right, something? No, right. no, it's just because he's he's relevant. I feel and, that. Um, and they probably they're they're letting you know that they're the girl in the song, right? Because they True. want you to know that they want you to know. Like I dated Drake, yeah, right, yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I dated right now, if I dated even. I could even say on a, a Glorilla. If mm -hmm. I dated Glorilla right now, she was saying in her song something about me, and I knew it was about me. Well, I probably would get on Instagram live, like, hey, try to blow yeah, it all up. Absolutely, she's talking about me still. She missed me. She right. wrote me. It's all like right. one of those type of things. Well, look, right. great yes, pop culture report. We were joined <laughs> uh, Melanie by Melanie Ricks, Mocha Harris, and KG's Japan. I appreciate y'all for stopping through. Thank you. Thank you thank, for having thank us. Thank you for the opportunity. All right, you guys. Uh, Truth Nation, stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe.